All right, here we go. We are live, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, all of you crypto nerds out there. My name is Monty Allen, and I am your crypto nerd. And today, we've got an Algorand talk with the CEO of Algodex. So, Alex, we've got you here. All right, we got you. Alex Trafonis is uh, here in the virtual interview room with us in Crypto Nerdland. Alex, thank you very much for uh, hopping on the line and making time for yeah. us today. Huh? Yeah, yeah, glad to be here. Excellent. We got, we, got, we got a few folks here who are going to chime in here in just a few minutes. And we had some uh, questions that came up uh, via the Twitter for you. So we're going to go through a, a couple of those. Sure. And uh, we're just going to ask you some some background questions, some history questions, where you're at now, where you're where you're going in the very near future, and maybe even a little bit like longer term, like what you see um, in the, uh, the crypto sphere, um, you know, moving forward kind of long term. But mm -hmm. I think the viewers probably want to start with a little bit of background. So fill us in like who you are, what's your background, and then maybe how did you get into, uh, you know, Algo in the first place? Yeah, so um, I've been a lifelong software engineer. Um, my dad actually taught me how to program when I was seven years old. Um, and, you know, I've been, I programmed in middle school, off and on in high school. Uh, you know, I made my own websites in high school. People use them and, and such. Uh, you know, and then I thought I knew everything about programming by the end of high school. So I went to, to college for electrical engineering. So even though I didn't know everything, you no, know, there's like so much basic stuff that you know, I didn't actually know, but that, anyways, I went to college for electrical engineering. I graduated, had software internships, had software jobs. So I'd spent like a career software engineer. Mm -hmm. um, and you know, I, I got uh, interested in Bitcoin in 2011. So I had a decent investment in that. But then because I was foolish, I sold it in like 2015 or so. Oh so man, like I the pizza guy. Like, so yeah, <laughs> not, not quite that bad, but I yeah. did, I did like get quite a lot of profit, but you know, I could have had like, you know, some massive amount if I just held on to it. But I mean, the problem was like Bitcoin was, I think already worth like $50 billion. And I'm like, ah, it's worth 50 billion. How much higher could it go? You know, it's, it's gone right. nowhere in like two years, you know, like in, in one of the crypto bear markets, you know, the, the subreddit was kind of dying for the past year. Like, ah, oh, this is, this is going nowhere. So I sold my Bitcoins and then right after I sold them, the price, you know, Six months later, the price just starts going up and up and up and up. I'm like, oh, you know, this is just unbelievable. So I was so I was so bummed out by it. I didn't really pay attention to crypto for a good while. But then I started watching uh, Twitch streams actually, and uh, they were all doing all this crypto stuff. And I started like um, almost like accidentally just paying attention to like all these decentralized apps and all these tokenized things. Like, well, that's interesting. In the back of my mind, I'm just thinking like just all the possibilities of these things, which I'm sure other people thought of before me because, you know, I got back into the scene so late, you know, it's all about the execution though yeah, and the timing. But, so you, exactly. you did it. So, so, and then I watched, I, I watched this guy and, um, he, he, he basically, he invested $3,000 into Cardano uh -huh. and that $3,000 turned into like $60,000, you know, sometime later during, you know, the big uh, bull market. Like, yeah. This is ridiculous. I'm like, should I invest in Cardano? What should I, what should I invest in? So I started- so are, are we talking like 2017, 2018? No, 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 sorry, this is recently. This is, this is just Okay, recently. okay, got it. So got yeah, it. Jump, jump to the future. So just okay. recently, uh, this was like last year. 
Got it. And I saw him make, you know, enormous gains in Cardano. So I, so I put some money in Cardano and I got some of the price going upwards. I'm like, oh, I wonder if it'll just keep going up. So, but then I, I'm like, okay, should, like, what should I be investing in? Because, so I started comparing, contrasting every single layer one crypto. And I noticed Algorand because it was on Coinbase giving rewards. So I'm like, oh, okay. And I, I looked up Algorand, like, oh, that's interesting. You know, this one looks pretty good. But then I, you know, there were a bunch of them, so I was just comparing it. And I, I just kept going back to Algorand. And, I, and then I started, I started really looking into it, like reading the, the research, how it actually works, which I could understand, mm -hmm. um, you know, with the whole consensus protocol. I'm like, wow, this one's like probably really the best one. Yeah. So, so then your, at that your point. Your mistake is. Yeah. Is, is powerful. So when you say you're comparing and contrasting, like I imagine you like legitimately like with like an Excel spreadsheet, like like side by side. Not like, like an Excel spreadsheet, just just reading, actually reading lots of Reddit comments. Okay. Um, and I, I, I would also, I also noticed that just the Algorand commenters tended to, to, to be like the most intelligent from my perspective. Like they just have like the most well-reasoned arguments of yeah. why it's better. I will agree with so you. On. So I, I just loved reading the, the Reddit of people just commenting why they like Algorand and so on. So I would just Google things like Algorand versus Cardano, Cardano versus Ethereum, Ethereum versus Algorand, just stuff like that. Uh -huh. And and I just, I would read, then I'd actually read like the white papers and stuff and come to my own conclusions. Mm -hmm. And at that point I started gaining a stronger and stronger opinion. So, you know, I decided, you know, I'm going to start investing in Algorand. And then meanwhile, I also went on Twitter and I just started like kind of trolling a bit. Like I said, you know, this Algorand better than Cardano with yeah. hashtags and, and like almost to my surprise, I got, I'd get like one like or something. I'd be like, that's interesting. I got one like, I wonder if there's some kind of like exponential element to people just liking my tweets. Yep. There's just one like. So like, I wonder if I just make my tweets a little bit better if more people will like them. So I started so, doing so that. So you, you tweak the tweets and next thing you know, yeah. you're like, you're all over. Yeah, so, I, yeah. so then I kind of intentionally just caused like this, imaginary exponential of people liking my Twitter mm -hmm. to, to actually happen. So I just like really focused on that. And um, before I knew it, I gained a large audience. And in the meantime, in the back of my mind, I, you know, I've been watching entrepreneurial stuff on the mm -hmm. side for like a decade. Um, I've also done side projects, um, you know, in college, I, I actually made my own software stuff and sold it to people mm -hmm. a little bit. But back then I didn't have like the maturity to really like turn into a big thing. But, um, Anyway, so I was just thinking, you know, this is like, like literally the perfect environment to do something entrepreneurial. And, and also I was just really bummed out that like Algorand, you know, it's like the best protocol, but it's missing some things. Like I, I would argue with people on Twitter, you know, like Ethereum people. And I'd say, you know, Algorand's better than Ethereum for these reasons. And they're like, well, Algorand has no DEX. I'm like, okay. So, yeah. so I'm like, I wonder if I could be like the one person to make some DEX because nobody else seems to be doing it fast enough. And, and then I think like, okay, if I make a DEX and other people, let's say 10 other people make DEXs faster, mm -hmm. you know, then my algos will go up fast anyways. Yeah. But if I make, if I make like one really good DEX, then not only will my algos go up, but also own like, you know, really nice DEX, which will probably be worth something, you know, it won't be worth zero. Yeah. You know I mean? So I'm like thinking, okay, if it's not going to be worth zero, I wonder if it'll be worth more than what I'm making at my job. Now I'm, I was making really good money at my past job too. Like, so this this is probably, before you decided I'm I'm going to quit my job yeah, and do this. Yeah. yeah. So, so I started looking. So I started researching how exactly I'm going to make it. So I started reading all about smart contracts. I yeah. started talking like Algorand support, which is phenomenal, by the way. If you have mm -hmm. any question about anything smart contract related, just reach out to Algorand. Yep. So, I agree. Yeah. So so I was doing that, and then I started actually. So I did lots of research first, just figuring out how I'm going to actually do it. 
uh, then I start decide, okay, I'm just going to build a thing. I know, I know I can do it by myself because I did my last side project by myself. You know, it might not be perfect, but it's going to exist. And I'll just do it for like four hours every day. You know, wake up at five, just do it and do it at night. You know, in addition to my full-time job, like, you know, it's, I was actually making pretty good progress. And then meanwhile, just because I'm kind of a loudmouth on Twitter, I would just tweet about it all the time. Right. Not because I would think it would really achieve much. I just kind of like talking about what I'm doing just for the attention or something. So I would just tweet about my decks. But it's and good then, to get that, that, that positive it, feedback though, right? Like you, yeah. you send out like 10 tweets a day and you get, you know, a hundred, you know, positive encouragement, you know, likes like, okay, these are, these folks are, these are the folks yeah. who are going to be using the service. So you, you're, right. you're providing a valuable, you know, service for this audience. It's good to get that yeah, feedback, totally. I think. Right. So I kept doing that. I'm like, you know, I, I don't think attention is going to be a bad thing. So I yeah. just kept tweeting about it. And, uh, you know, before I know it, knew it, I gained kind of a following just paying attention to the DEX announcements. Yeah. And, uh, you know, some people wanted to join me. Um, there was one person who said he wanted to invest super early on, which really inspired me. Uh -huh. uh, although he didn't, he didn't invest that much, just you know, a few thousand dollars or something. But yeah. I, I didn't want to, like, dilute it way too much, you know, because it's, I just started. But anyways, um, I, yeah, I don't, I don't need to get into, like, the very, the very beginning, like, partnership squabbles that happen a little bit. But anyways, um, now, I mean, we got to the point now where we have, like, a team supporting it of these, right. like, super dedicated, like, part-time engineers. How many who, folks do you have right now, like, behind um, the scenes? The, the fans are curious. We have like, I think there's, well, there's me full-time and there's right. John full-time. So John's also the head of the, he created the Algorand NFT marketplace. Okay. Um, which you might know about. It has like yeah. 2,000 members. Yeah. So he created that. He coincidentally lives near me. And right before he asked to join, coincidentally, he also left his job for, for some reason. He, he's an accountant. And also okay. being an accountant, he's like the perfect person to help me. Oh so, yeah, yeah. He he can he can run the numbers right behind the scenes. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, he's all, doing right. all kinds of numbers. So, so I'm I'm kind of nerdy. I also like making my own spreadsheets. Uh huh. But it's super helpful to have him do it because I'm I'm super consumed with like the code and like all the CEO type stuff of stuff. Like I have to meet with people all the time and whatever. Mm -hmm. Sure. And publicize things and whatnot. So. Yeah, you gotta um, you gotta you gotta go to yeah. talk to guys like me. I get it. <laughs> yeah, it's extremely fun though. Like the last. The last like two and a half months, I literally just wake up at like five o'clock because I get so excited. I just want to get out of bed. I just start working on it until like yeah. almost the time I sleep. And my wife's just like pulling me away to, to try to get me not to work too much. I'm like, I'm like, come on, I'm going to make like millions from this. Just let me work on it, you know, but when, <laughs> when, when you're that excited about it, it doesn't even feel like work, right? No, it's just so much fun. Even if, even if I did make a cent from it, just the fact that people are going to use it is pretty cool because mm -hmm. like, it's actually very challenging to make any software that, that gets users just in general. Like, yeah. I don't know if anybody's ever tried to make any side project. It's just very, it's very difficult to make any project that like anybody will ever use just in general. So like, so it's just, it's just so much fun though. Like even if I literally never made a cent from it, I would, I would still do it because also like I want Algorand to do well. Algorand is the best protocol, like deserves to be, you know, it deserves to, to rise up in the ranks against I believe it. Yeah. It 100%. to have a good ecosystem. So if nobody else is going to build these things quickly, I'm going to build it quickly. You know, mm -hmm. I'm sure other people would do it in 10 or 20 years or five years or who knows how long. But, you know, I'm going to do it as fast as I can. So I just yeah. literally work the entire, like, my entire waking day. And then I also plot ways to make it more efficient. Like, can I hire someone and, you know, pay them a bunch of coins? Mm -hmm. Or, like, should I raise funding and so on? So there's a lot of things also going on behind the scenes. Um, I don't want to get into too much, like, confidential information. But... 
but we're trying to just roll, basically we're trying to make a very high quality DEX and then also roll it out as fast as possible. So by high quality, I mean like a really good quality UI, really good quality smart contracts, mm-hmm. really good design. It's also designed in a way that, so I designed, so in a, in a very like nerdy way, I, I read all about the FinCEN regulations even before I decided to make a DEX. Uh-huh. I don't know, I don't know why, I just, you, well, you, I mean, could, you kind of knew you were going to do it, it seems like. Well, I don't know. Well, like, you have to understand, in 2014, I wanted to make a Bitcoin exchange. And, and then the problem was, I started looking at regulations. Like, I don't know if this is legal. I don't think I should do this. <laughs> I, just, I just kind of gave up. Yeah. And then, you know, a year later, I sold my Bitcoins for whatever reason, forgot about Bitcoin and cryptos. But, right. but I mean, so I've always had like this kind of thing on the back of my mind. Mm-hmm. But um. And then uh, there's this other guy named Patrick who has uh, crypto fluff. Okay. And and which is already made by the way. It's a, it's actually an exchange technically. It's uh you can you can trade. It's on Telegram and you can trade Algorand assets with each other. Uh, it's, it's, it's all, it's all contained within Telegram, right? It's all contained within Telegram. Yeah. And he released it to production and he said, okay, I'm gonna allow Algorand. I'm like, wait a second. I started DMing. I'm like, you know you know the regulations, right? Like if you do this. Because you're in control of the keys, you're technically a money transmitter. Yeah, but you're so, you're going to be decentralized. Yeah. So you don't you don't have so, that so same. Mine, so yeah. I actually have a legal opinion backing the fact that I don't have to require KYC from anybody. Because right. because as the operators, whoever, so I'm not going to be the one operating it too. We're making a foreign entity. We're paying lawyers like a ton of money. Basically, they're going to make a foreign entity, and that's going to be the Algodex Foundation, and they're going to they're going to do all that stuff. So it's not going to be me. But anyways, even if it was Smart. me. So even if it was me though, I still wouldn't require KYC because uh, the operators of the exchange, um, they they don't have they don't have technical access to anybody's money. Like all we're doing is delivering the software, and all the all the FinCEN regulations very clearly state that if all you're doing is making the software and providing the software to people, then like you you're, know, you're it's, not on, it's on them. They're the transmitters. Yeah. Like the software creators aren't touching the money; they're just making yeah. the software. So we're just fine delivering line. the software through the web browser. It is a fine line, but, yeah. but FinCEN, for whatever reason, almost because they want people to know about the loopholes, they very clearly define it. It's like super, super clear if you actually read through the 2019 guidance. So you right. can do this, and, and basically you can, design soft, you can design financial software, at least with smart contracts, mm-hmm. in a way so that the users are the transmitters and the, the operators are just making the software. I mean, that's the goal. Now with the SEC, that's a whole different story. It's right. a super large gray area, uh, like which tokens you can list, which ones you can't list. And uh, I honestly, it's, I don't know what we're going to do. the foreign there. entity, uh, which yeah. probably provides a so, little bit of protection there. Yeah, so so what we're going to do eventually, so, so basically while I'm working on it, okay, so basically it's like, think of it, I don't, so I don't know if this is a good analogy, but I always use it because it's kind of funny. So, right, like, so, like, when the military takes over Egypt, right, uh-huh. and before they set up their, their so-called democratic government, okay, sure. right. uh, they call it, like, a transitional government, government, right? Like, yep. really dictatorship, but they call it a transitional government. So that's what I have now. It's, like, my transitional government <laughs> over, over the decks. Okay. okay. But we're going to transfer it to a DAO. You know, oh, oh, and, and this is what you, and I saw your request yeah. for people so to research DAOs. Okay. It's going to operate the entire exchange. And, and basically the way it'll work is that smart contracts will change the source code of the exchange okay. or something, something similar to that. So okay. basically everybody who owns our tokens in the future can vote on proposals and we'll have governance proposals and everyone can vote on them 
and decide how, how exactly the exchange is going to run. Like maybe the exchange will decide to blacklist some tokens. Maybe there's some scam coin. They decide to blacklist it. Maybe okay. they whitelist something else. Or maybe they say, okay, we're going to, we're going to follow the regulations of France, but we're not going to follow the regulations of like North Korea or something, or who knows, who knows what, you know what I mean? Who so, knows what will happen? But because, it's, but yeah. because it's, 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 because our exchange is ultra decentralized, like the level of like Uniswap or Bitcoin or something, it's actually not possible to shut it down um, because it's, you know, our backend, our backend servers are basically just blockchain indexers. So they can be replicated huh. a thousand times. We don't store anything on the backend. Except, except like basically the way it works is we have some servers that just kind of pull the blockchain and get the latest from the blockchain, and right. then the the clients just connect to that and then download date, the data from that. But but essentially it's the blockchain and, and that server yeah, the blockchain. could be cloned anywhere. Or yes, not only that, but we're putting yeah. in Docker, so it's theoretically possible we could let all the users download Docker instances and run run the exchange on their computer. It's basically yeah. impossible to, to stop because we just put the whole exchange on GitHub and people can download it. Yeah, it would be. And it's not. Yeah, it's not possible. So it's the it's most decentralized, decentralized. So it would be yeah. DeFi. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I mean, I think yeah, Uniswap's probably at this level too, or some of the others. Yeah. But definitely um, Uniswap. Yeah. So that's are, kind are, of are you thinking you're going to have a, a board or or like how's the governance? What what are you thinking there? Um, like, is there going to be any kind of a, a core direction? Uh, or is that why you want people to research? No, it's going to be, well, we want to do research and see how other DAOs are run, but I'm thinking it's going to be some kind of a democratic voting system based on how many how many of our tokens you hold. You're ASA, right? Yeah, so we're, okay. we're going to make ASAs, and then yeah. everyone with the ASAs, uh, so the way it'll work, so the way I'm thinking it'll work is that someone someone with a lot of the ASAs, like you need a lot of, to actually make a proposal, I think, or something, who knows, but somebody will make a proposal and that proposal will go on the blockchain. It's like a link to IPFS, which okay. is, uh, you know, that is, it's a file storage, decentralized file storage system. And then people get to vote essentially, so, right? In that file storage system, we'll store all the metadata of the proposal, okay. like all the details of it and so on. And then that'll be linked to in a smart contract and the creation of the proposal will generate a whole bunch of tokens and, and these are voting tokens. And then these voting tokens will be sent out to every single person that holds the coins, or they have, they have a right to get the tokens, I mean. So they'll okay. have a right to, to get these voting tokens. So yeah. everybody who wants the voting tokens can get them based on proportional how many of the Algodex tokens they have. And then they can basically submit their tokens as votes to vote mm -hmm. on which proposal like decision they want. And, okay. and by doing this, it would create a decentralized voting system. And then that will govern, that will govern the direction of the exchange. Let me ask you, these, uh, these voting tokens, would that be a co-chain or would that be like no, a, not, they're asas they're just straight up asas yeah they're just okay. generate asas it takes like you know a thousandth of an algorithm to make them so yeah it's really easy really deal. quick um i saw yeah. some tutorials on it i haven't done it myself yet but um we get a lot of questions about asas um and obviously you know asas are your you know meat and potatoes bread and butter so to speak of the algodex right so uh somebody's asked a question on here actually about algomint have you had any uh, communication yeah, with I, talk, the so I talk to the founder you know quite often um Michael okay Adams. he's like the nicest guy <laughs> he gave us great ideas too of, of things like how to set up the legal entities and like uh tokenization plans and whatnot yeah we're, we're def we're definitely collaborating we're gonna put their tokens on our exchange Awesome. Sure. Now they're based out of uh, Canada. Are they in Canada? No, they're based out of Australia. Australia. They're okay. in uh, they're in Brisbane, Australia. Got it. All right. Actually, yeah. well, so this is funny. So one of our engineers, uh, one of our front end engineers, just by pure coincidence, 
also lives in Brisbane, and they've gotten coffee like two or three times. Uh, it's a small world sometimes. <laughs> yeah, right? I know. So there's people right next to you in your proximity and in Brisbane, oh, yeah. Australia. Go and figure. guess what? I'm, and uh, for example, there's quite a lot of people who work at Algorand. They're just like a few towns away. Yeah. I don't oh, want to make names for their privacy, but but yeah, yeah, there's, yeah. there's a lot of Algorand people near me. That's that's awesome. So um, will you be able to uh, like how easy it to, is it to listen ASA? Um, you know, let's say somebody goes in, creates one. Oh, um, so, what, how, how what's that process like? Um, yeah, so basically, the way it technically works right now is every ASA is listed by default. Mm -hmm. um, what might have to happen due to legal complications in the U.S. We're not sure yet. I have to figure out lawyers. Mm -hmm. um, but either every ASA is going to be whitelisted by default, and then mm -hmm. we'll blacklist certain ASAs that we don't want to be traded for whatever reason. Mm, you know, got it. Let's like, say it's a scam point or some SEC reason or who knows what. Yeah. Okay. That's one possibility. Or we'll blacklist everything. If we want to be ultra safe or if the lawyers recommend it for now, um, we'll blacklist everything by default. And then we'll whitelist things that we know aren't securities, aren't got SEC it. securities. And then, but people can also apply to get something listed and they can explain why this is not a security. Mm -hmm. um, they might or might not have to give a legal opinion. We're not sure yet. Or okay. maybe, maybe just allow anything to be. Anything that's like like anything that's an NFT, for example, can just definitely be listed. Like I was maybe, maybe my next question clear, about NFTs. Yeah. 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 Maybe if it's very clear, it'll just be like I don't know if we're even doing this, but if we did this approach, anything that's clearly not a security, we would just list in the U.S. Mm -hmm. And then things that are more of a gray area would say, please just you know get a legal opinion from a lawyer or something. But I don't know. I don't know if we're if we're even going to do this whole thing. Yeah. Like what I explained. It's all it's all kind of up in the air about what's going to be listed. What's not things are listed. moving fast for you, huh? Yeah. I mean, we just want to get it done from like a technical picture, and then this is just all legal stuff we have to figure out. Okay. So we're also in parallel. We're making a decentralized NFT marketplace too. Ah, okay. And yeah. So and, I everybody wants to know. Okay, so when is Algodex? You know, the, the so I just saw a question about the test net. So test net would be the, you know the the you know your next phase, I guess. And then are we still going to see something live Q3? And then I know um, so NFTs are further down the line. Like what? So funding has been. A little bit slow, although I mean to be honest, the project's only two and a half months old when it was still an idea. But yeah, I um, think you've been moving lightning fast. Yeah, we've been moving so fast; it takes a lot of time for the funding to catch up. Basically, mm -hmm. uh, there are also some complications. Like first, I created uh, Algo Dex Inc., mm. and then my lawyer said, "No, don't create that. Recreate as Algo Dev Inc." Because mm. we're basically now we're we're working for a development company where all we're doing is making the software. We're not going to host it in the U.S. Right. So we're we're basically going to sell it to this um, legal entity that we set up, and then that's going to host the exchange. Okay. So, um, any anyways, um, sorry. NF what, what NFT the last NFT oh, yeah, timeline. The NFT marketplace. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So okay, and the timeline. So we're we're still hoping to. I mean, it depends whenever the security audit gets done. Really, that's mm. what it comes. The security audit, and then some legal stuff to set up the foreign entities. Mm -hmm. So this this stuff all takes a lot of funding. So it's whenever the funding goes through, then we have to pay these, you know, pay all these teams or you know lawyers and security audit people to do it, which is all very expensive. Right. So I don't but want to pay that out of pocket. So yeah. um, we're just waiting. We're just waiting for funding. But the thing is, the more the more complete the software gets, the easier uh -huh. it is to get funding, because it's more obvious decision. Like if I try to get funding at the very beginning, like the, like day one, that would have just been like, idea. okay, first of all, who are you? Uh, what's your experience? What, you know, what's your credibility? But as we as we get more and more force completion, it just get, it just gives us like naturally more credibility. 
and that credibility helps you get funding right without having to beg for money for investors like there's some people who they, they decide to make a startup by they don't do any work first and they just present in front of in front of 100 investors and just hope one one of them gives them money or something yeah they got some long long or something. And they, they've got an idea no because no, i know i know people want to use this for sure so i'm going to make the software you know i'm going to gain enough attention on social media which i've been doing and then you know investors will come in or grants or whatever yeah so okay, you want uh, to answer questions by the way I just yeah if, if, if you see quickly. some of these questions over here on the on the All chat right. feel free fire away is there is there a way to scroll through them uh, you, just kind of, you should be able to scroll. I can read them off to you if you want. Let me see. Um, are you guys working with Algomint? We, we talked about that one. Can you incorporate KYC at some point okay, in the future? So, uh, are we working with Algomint? Yeah, we answer that. Are we, can we incorporate KYC? Yes, yeah, so we have a definite plan. We're going to incorporate KYC as an option so mm -hmm. that people that want to do everything by the book fully regulated can trade uh, using KYC and also trade with other people who use KYC. Okay, so it's going it. to be on an opt-in basis. Um, let's see. When what can we expect to see Algodex launch? Like I said, it's all, it's all up in the air, honestly, whenever the funding comes through. And then yeah. we just pay people to... I just saw something today. Like, you're, you're, you're trying to put some tests uh, together today, yeah, actually. So, but. Oh, right. So the test, net, the test net will be launched probably just in a few weeks. Yeah. We just have to um, make it so... We just have to make it so that... Like, I think right now the current issue is that... A, it's extremely buggy, so we're, we're, we're a bit worried if we release it now, everyone's going to say, oh, this is terrible, it's too many bugs. Because we literally, we're just racing to get it done as fast as possible. Like, most projects don't don't go this fast. You know, we just started it. Like, there's no code written, like, two and a half months ago. So uh, Yeah, it's breakneck speed. Um, I'm, I'm amazed. So, but we're worried that even despite that, if we release it, people won't understand that, and they'll just kind of complain, like, oh, this deck sucks, you know, it's too many bugs. If we yeah. if we let people test it too early. So we're trying to figure that out. And then plus, there's the, there's the thing where um, you, you, we have to be able to track people's bugs very easily and put mm -hmm. them on a bug tracker kind of thing so we can see like what are the problems most people are having and, and so on. Uh, let's see. Okay, so someone's asking uh, where to fund. Uh, we can't collect funds from the public because it's too legally complicated and even more expensive from the lawyers. Mm. So we're not, we're just, we're gonna raise funds from venture capital, basically, which is a, it's, a, it's just gonna, it's the simplest approach to just get everything done for the community. Um, let's see, we'd love, I mean, if there weren't regulations, I would be selling it to the public right now for people to buy. There's just way, way, it's extremely complicated because like, for example, um, I can't even sell tokens right now because I don't own the tokens. Tokens are gonna be, these are like imaginary tokens right now that are gonna be owned by the, the future uh, Algodex Foundation. Right. You know what I mean? Okay, so someone said parallel NFT exchange. Explain, please. So we're making a decentralized NFT platform that's going to use auctions, and um, we have one person working on this. So the main, our main focus by far is Algodex, mm -hmm. but we we have started a little bit doing some other things in parallel, at least to get Doug, you know, at least to get the ball rolling. So, but the the NFT exchange is actually coming out kind of quick too because we have we have a front end engineer just. A full stack engineer actually is working on it, um, and basically it'll it'll let people list NFTs, trade them, um, and we we'll, we also are coming up with a really interesting tokenization model where basically people can uh, people can pledge um, like tokens, Algodex tokens, on their favorite sellers, and then whenever their sellers sell something, a commission gets sent to the people that stake their tokens on them. 
And then that oh. also boosts the credibility of the sellers. So it'll be super, super interesting. So uh, almost like a, you you bet on your your artist or your like yeah yeah let me, exactly. let me put my my algo where my mouth is sort of so to speak or or whatever yeah. AS coin that we're we're working with there. That's interesting. And then, and then also in the far future, so my team hates it whenever I talk about this, but I want to have a decentralized physical NFT marketplace. So anybody can make physical NFTs and then sell fractions of them. And then anybody's like house or place of business can be like a warehouse. And then all the warehouses have different amounts of credibility because you only want to buy NFTs and someone has credibility. Then you mm -hmm. can fractionalize like a piece of physical art. And yeah. then basically people can buy fractions of it as tokens. And if someone wants to, they can actually buy the entire piece of art, in which case everyone who had fractions of the tokens get their, gets their tokens clawed back and they all get a premium at like a 20, 20% premium to the market price. Basically, and they'll get they'll make a lot of profit. So every everybody who invested fractionally in the in the physical NFT makes a huge amount of profit when someone actually buys the full NFT, and then that NFT will then get shipped to them, assuming that the warehouse or whatever you call it is credible. You know, that warehouse you, becomes a museum. Invest, if you invest in a scam, if you invest in a scam NFT, you know it's never going to get shipped to you. You're just going to waste your money. So yeah. you're going to have to do your own research on like credibility and different things and so on. That uh, that fractionalized ownership idea is really interesting. I wonder if like people, if you could put in a voting mechanism, if people own, if you know, if there's a you know a thousand you know partial owners of this you know X Y Z painting or statue or whatever. Uh, but Naruto says, hey, we should make that place a museum. That's not a bad idea. <laughs> so <laughs> then, then the investors in the NFTs could also have like some kind of profit sharing or something, or you know, uh, you know, you know, something open to the public where they can they can uh, uh, have have additional uh, stream of income that way too. Yeah, that describes stocks too. Yeah, so it's We've, an interesting idea, but but my team thinks that this is like, you know, it's so far out there. Like, road, who's huh? going gonna to want to do this? What if someone breaks in your warehouse? Like breaks in your house? Like, let's say you let's say you list a coffee cup in your house, and like, you know, the value goes to like ten thousand dollars, and someone breaks in your house to steal your your overpriced coffee cup or something. Like, who knows? Yeah, I suppose it, I, mean, <laughs> I don't know. It's it's still interesting though. In theory, you could buy all those tokens up and then exchange them yeah. for the physical product at some point in time. Um, what about um, any other projects that you watch or are familiar? Like what what do you watch besides your own project? Is there anything else that's intriguing to you? Um so I I, I only I just go on Twitter and I read what other people say, but because uh -huh. I'm so hyper focused on Alcodex, I don't really I don't really look at other people's stuff that much. Yeah. So I just kind of, I mean, my team does it and they just kind of tell me things, but, or I, I see on Twitter, right. But I don't, I don't have the bandwidth to both be like a crypto analyst and also make things like full time. You know what I mean? It's just too much work and there's no okay. stopping it. Like if I learn, you know, I can learn as much as I want about every other project, but I'm not going to make any money from it. Mm -hmm. So, and I already, I already feel like I know enough knowledge in general to just build things. So, so yep. I know there's no like big advantage for me to just pay super close attention to everything. You know? Got it. That's so, how I see it, but so I don't, I don't pay, honestly, I don't pay that close attention to the project. I just pay very like loose attention. Right. So you're, you're paying attention. Like this is your race. So it's, it's almost, it's, it's, yeah. a, it's a game of one. Like you're, you're playing against yourself every day. Like, can I get this much done? What's my next, uh, you know, target, you know, how, how do I deliver those types of things? Well, I'm also, I'm also racing against the other people building an Algorand, honestly, who, who just don't work on weekends. They don't work the entire day because I think it's kind of funny to get things done faster than them. Mm-hmm. It just in my weird sense of humor. But I mean so but it's really like win win though because if they build I mean I I have quite a lot of algos, so if other people do build things fast in Algorand, it'll make my algos go faster. So I don't I really don't mind. I also like working with other I mean we're actually gonna do a lot of collaboration, like we're gonna do bridges and stuff. 
And actually, the existence. Some, somebody asked about a bridge. Of, 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 I didn't scroll through too fast, but somebody asked about a bridge a little while ago. Yeah, so we're, we're exploring um, the best way to make bridges. Bridges are kind of complicated because uh, someone has to typically, like if you wrap something, someone has to have custody of whatever you're wrapping, mm -hmm. or something has to have custody over. So it's kind of complicated. So we, we have to figure out. But the ideal is we want to wrap every single like ERC20 token in Algorand and, and then make it easy people, to transfer over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So instead of instead of people transferring around ERC20 tokens on, on Ethereum, you know, paying twenty dollars, yeah, which is expensive. Whatever, yeah, yeah. That, those gas fees are ridiculous. Algorand. Uh, to pay 10,000 times less fees mm -hmm. and, you know, have four second transfer times instead of like dozens of minutes or whatever it is on Ethereum. Yeah. There's so a, it'll, be, it'll be really funny once that's enabled. And then people can trade them on Algodex instead uh -huh. of having to trade them on Uniswap, which is, you know, t whatever, 10,000 times more expensive or something. Yeah, yeah, I agree. There's there's uh, some coins like um, Opule uh, you released basically on Algorand and ERC, um, it, but it's difficult to, to, to to transfer any like Ethereum type stuff over, even the Yieldly does that, and Rio just did that, where you gotta you gotta do this complicated thing over the bridge, and there's no easy way to do that. If you come up with something, some way that's easy to you know handle that wrapping and, and flip yeah, it over so to Algo, we're actually we're gonna talk to uh, I think Axelar, so Axelar is making a standardized interface for this kind of thing. Uh huh. Um, they're actually they're also located in Boston, and uh, someone said that's, that, that's their thing, right? The yeah. Um, okay. Yeah, I've I've seen their stuff, and uh, I hope they take off. I mean, it's a great idea. Wrapping everything in Algo, um, you know, just makes a a, whole, a ton of sense. Right. All right. Um, we are running a little bit long, but it was a it was a great conversation. So I'm glad we ran a couple yeah, of minutes right. long. Um, is there anything else that you want to get out to the public that you know we didn't ask about yet already? Anything else that's uh you know you're, you're like just you know information that's on your chest you just feel like sharing with the public? Um. Nothing particularly. Just uh, I, I post anything interesting on my Twitter. So you, you, you got to keep all the other stuff private. All right, all right. Yeah, there's, there's private stuff too. I mean, I can't I can't talk about everything because I don't want right. to bother people. I know there's some <laughs> other stuff. I mean, I have there. a tendency to kind of like talk too much in general, so I all have right. to like try to limit myself more. Okay, all right. Same problem, so. Well, I, I got to tell you, like, like the Algodex, like, <laughs> it's it's a community project. It feels like at this point. I mean, I yeah. know it's your baby, but you have so much community support, well, yeah, oh, goodwill. We want to make it a DAO where everyone in the community can participate, basically. Yeah. So I was thinking of having like some kind of DAO committee, even before the DAO is made, like some kind of big chat room or forum where like everybody can come in and just talk about discussions of like what they want to have in the Alpidex. Mm -hmm. But I don't, there's, I, we can't formally do it until the tokens are created, which, okay. which we need all the legal costs to do first, but um, that, that could be interesting. All right. Well, I'll post the link to the website. I'll post the link to the uh, the Telegram room. I will um, get your information out there. I think I have the the tip address as well. I'll post in this on the replay, yeah. so it'll be there shortly. Um, I appreciate everything that you're doing. It's been great to watch your work. Um, that's all the time we got for today. So uh, say goodbye to everybody, and uh, we'll see you next time. All right. Yeah. Thanks a lot. Thanks for having me. Thanks, everyone.